Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 100th episode of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I think you're going to absolutely enjoy this episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed the others. I first decided that I wanted to try to do a footy podcast back in October of 2019. I had countless people reach out to me on social media, offering me encouragement and support, as well as advice, wanting to be guests, that type of thing. Some of them I've kept in touch with since that first episode was released back in December of 2019. These last 20 months have been hectic for all of us, with the specter of COVID hanging over all of our heads, and I cannot thank each and every one of you enough uh, who have listened to the podcast for helping me cope with everything that has gone on and transpired, and I truly hope that in a small way I've been able to provide a little bit of a distraction from the lockdowns, the masks, the five-kilometer restrictions, and all of the other stuff that has gone on with this horrible pandemic. We're going to dive into the episode here in just a second, but uh, today's club of the episode is the Cincinnati Dockers of the USAFL. The Dockers were founded back in 1996, and they won the inaugural USAFL Division I championship in 1997. The club has gone on to win seven other championships in Divisions Three and Four since then. This weekend, the Dockers are hosting a regional tournament on Saturday the 7th of August. With, the, with men's teams coming from Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, Louisville, Kentucky, and Nashville, Tennessee, as well as women's teams coming from Cincinnati, Columbus, and Nashville. If you're going to be in the Cincinnati area this weekend, I hope that you can swing by and watch some terrific footy. I plan on being there. In fact, I've got my hotel room already booked. I'm pretty chuffed about it because this is going to be my first opportunity to actually watch any footy in person. So I'm extraordinarily excited about that. Now, before we dive in, I do want to remind you that you can find everything related to the podcast at yankonthefooty.com, and don't forget that you can help out the show if you want to by visiting the Buy Me a Coffee page or my Redbubble storefront page, which is on my website. Now, every episode thus far of the podcast, it's been an avenue of some sort or another in which I'm trying to explore an aspect of footy, uh, learn more about the game and learn about the people who love or play the game, or love to play the game, as the case may be. Uh, Well, as I've described it to a number of people, I kind of use the podcast, one, as a learning tool for myself, but I'm also using it as kind of a digital bell tower, if you will, hoping to get some other Americans or non-footy fans involved with the game or interested in the game as well. Okay, so... This episode is going to be a little different from all of the other episodes that I've done. And I think you're going to figure that out here in just a moment. My guest today is a longtime friend of the show. He is one half of the duo that brings you the Where Do We Begin podcast. And he and his partner are currently doing Tokyo Daily episodes throughout the Olympic Games. In fact, you know what? I would argue that he might just be the hardest working Australian sport podcaster around today. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say it. He is the hardest working sport podcaster around today. About a month ago, Harper proposed a unique idea for my 100th episode, and I thought it was a terrific idea. It's something that I probably would not have come up with. Uh, I certainly do hope that you enjoy it. Now, let's get into the 100th episode of A Yank on the Footy, and welcome back to the show, Harper Pestinger. Hello and welcome to a yank on the footy. Now, I bet you guys have already noticed that I'm neither the yank you're used to hearing nor a yank at all. 
for that matter, my name's Harper Pestinger and I'm hosting this episode because it is a very, very special edition of a yank on the footy that you're listening to today. I've got a guest who you've probably never heard interviewed, but you've definitely heard this man's lovely, lovely voice. He's a good mate of mine, a great guy, and Sandusky, Ohio's biggest footy fan. So it's a bit weird to say this, but welcome to Yank on the Footy, Craig Wessels. Thank you, Harper. This is a, this is a little weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, thanks for doing this. This is a great idea on your part. Well, I'm really looking forward to kind of digging into this episode. Uh, you've handed over all hosting privileges to me uh, on the Yank on the Footy. It's a, it's a real uh, privilege. It's an honor. It's something I've been dreaming about for a long, long time. So thank you very much, sir. This, this you've been dreaming about. Well, you you need to go many, back and have many some, years. reset some new dreams. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, th- I wow. think we'll, we'll get uh, – we'll kind of start on a bit of a – bit of a deep note. I don't know about deep, but a bit of a serious note. So uh, I've conducted it as a bit of a kind of normal interview, make it a bit loose because we already know each other. We'll just kind of see how it goes, run with it really. So Craig, can you, can you tell me a bit about your early life? Well, Sandusky, Ohio, uh, it's a town that uh, – is it a town or a city? I don't even know. It's a place that not many people in Australia know much about. Can you tell me a bit about Sandusky, Ohio growing up? Well, well, I, I was uh... – First of all, I'm 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 I am uh, born and raised in Sandusky. I've lived here uh, for almost my entire life. I left for a couple of years when I was in the military, uh, for four years when I was in the Navy, and for a few years when I was uh, I decided to uh, to be a complete idiot and uh, my first marriage. Uh, <laughs> and uh, other than that, I I actually I live one street over from where my grandparents lived, and about ten blocks from where I grew up. So I mean, it's I drive I drive past my house, my old house every day when I go to work. Uh, it's uh, it is a city. It's it's a little bit smaller than it used to be. It was a uh, very industrialized city for a number of years. It's we had about twenty eight to thirty thousand residents here. Uh, we're down to about twenty two thousand maybe now. Uh, all of the big automakers had factories here. There's only one of those left. Um, but we're very much a tourist area as well. We've got uh, an amusement park with, uh, the largest collection of roller coasters on the planet here. And if you're a roller coaster enthusiast, uh, this should be on your bucket list a place called Cedar point. Cedar point, Sandusky, Ohio. Yep. Chuck it on the bucket list. People, uh, sounds very much like the place to be, but what's kind of, I guess, like a normal day in the life of a, I don't know, a 10 year old Craig look like growing up in Sandusky. Well, what are you doing for fun? Of a 10 year old Not watching Craig? footy. You're not watching footy, I, I believe. So what, what are you doing? Just you said when I, you as said a little when kid. I was, what, uh, yeah. Well, when you, well, when I was a little kid, you know, the, the neighborhood that I lived in, uh, we lived in kind of the outskirts of town. I moved into another house when I was about 12 or 13, but when I was about 10, the house we were living in, they were still building that neighborhood. So we spent a lot of time, uh, you know, just riding bikes throughout the neighborhood and, you know, playing on dirt mounds and such around houses that were being built and going through, you know, new houses that were being constructed. Just, you know, it just had a lot of fun. It was a kind of a close, close neighborhood. Um, had a lot of friends there growing up and it's a, uh, you know, that's just a couple miles from where I live now. Um, 
but you know, I, I probably, I was a huge baseball fan. I, uh, you know, had a sig- you know, pretty significant, you know, collection of baseball cards, that type of thing would, uh, would try to go to a, a Cleveland Indians game once or twice a year. Never got to stay at the games for the whole game though. Cause my dad always wanted to be the first person out of the parking lot at the end of the game, which was always funny because they were terrible back then. And there was nobody at the games anyway. So we could have, you know, <laughs> we would have still been the second person out of the lot. Had we just stayed for the whole game. Yeah, uh, it sounds a bit like a Richmond game at Marvel Stadium, uh, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like Sandusky, Ohio, it's uh, uh, maybe not everyone will know this. It's kind of pretty pretty snowy place, northern part of the U.S. on one of the Great Lakes. Yeah. Yes, we. In fact, I am about. Uh, my house is about five blocks from from Sandusky Bay, which opens up into Lake Erie. Yeah. We're, we're right near the water. Yeah. yeah. We, do, right, we, that's do cool. lot, we do get a lot of snow. I keep catching myself saying, and people in general saying, whenever they say like the name of the city in America, they say the state as well. Like, I never just say Sandusky. I always say Sandusky, Ohio. It's a bit of a strange one. but well, and, there, and there's actually here in the state of Ohio, there's a Sandusky, Michigan. Uh, oh. there's, a, there's, a Sandusky river, there's a Sandusky River that – empties into Sandusky Bay and at the end of the river, at the headwaters of the river, there's actually a town called upper Sandusky here in Ohio. Wow. Never been there before. (laughs) Well, maybe that's one for your bucket list. Uh, Visit all the Sandusky's in America. Uh, That'll be a fun, fun little challenge for yourself, but obviously uh, people kind of know you and listen to you primarily, I'm guessing for the way you talk about footy. Uh, so tell, tell me, not we won't get onto footy just yet, but kind of growing up as a kid, as a teenager in uh, Sandusky, Ohio, uh, well, what's your perception What's your perception of Australia? Like, is it just like people riding kangaroos to work and uh, eating Vegemite sandwiches 24-7? Or what, what was your perception of it? I had First of all, I had never heard of Vegemite until the – <laughs> the uh, men at work song that referenced it uh, uh. had no, no, no concept of, it. you know, again, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in my, my late fifties. So I'm, you know, you know, I, I was kind of a you know, geography whiz. I've got, I have a degree in geography. So yeah, I knew the location of Australia. I kind of knew a little bit about the country, but you know, not a whole heck of a lot about it. Didn't know. You know, yes. I knew about the kangaroos. You know, we all knew about the, the platypus and that type of thing. And those kind of unique animals that, you know, aren't seen anywhere else. And, you know, the Bugs Bunny cartoons told us all about the Tasmanian devil, which, you know, isn't quite exactly as depicted uh, in real life. Uh, but What's you know, it depicted like in the cartoon? You've never seen a Tasmanian devil in the Bugs Bunny cartoons? Wow. I've never it's seen a Bugs little... Bunny cartoon. No. Oh, well, we'll have to, we'll, we'll definitely have to put a link on there for one of those. It's, uh, it is this, uh, little short kind of stocky um, creature that, that basically moves at a high rate of speed and kind of spins around almost like a tornado kind of, it's just, it's kind of a little bit of a, uh, a, a whirlwind kind of creature. Uh, and just, I'm looking it up now and uh, it, yeah, it, I, there's no uh, resemblance to a real right, Tasmanian right. devil at all. Like I don't even yeah. know what to compare that to it's just like 
kind of generic monster-looking thing. For people uh-huh. who haven't seen it, I'd yeah. advise looking it up and maybe let Craig know or let me know if you think it looks like a Tasmanian devil because unless I've got some weird thing going on with my vision tonight, it is uh, the opposite of a Tasmanian devil. But, yeah, no, it's a bit you're of a strange right. one. You're, yeah. So, you know, there there was, you know, there was not a uh, – not a you know, this is all pre-internet, that sort of thing. So, you know, you would get it maybe a documentary here and there that would show up on television about Australia, but it was, that was pretty much, you know, typical with, with a lot of other countries as well. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I'm, so I was, like I was, it. and I, I should mention real quickly, you know, as an, as a young adult, you know, I was, uh, I was supposed to visit Sydney and Perth and Hobart back in 1983, 84. Uh, when I was in the Navy, but uh, the war, <clears throat> the war between Iran and Iraq broke out, so all of those port calls got canceled. So we didn't end up going there. You know, it would have been in the uh, summertime, so I would have, you know, footy would not have been being played. So I would yeah. have, would have not discovered it then. It's mm. funny you raised that actually, because I was just about to kind of get onto your experience in the Navy in the military. Um, to be honest, uh, I, I do not have any knowledge of what kind of life in the military is really like from someone that was on the inside of it, or I've got no perspective of that. I've just, yeah, it's not something I've been raised with at all. Uh, no one I know knows anyone in the military really. So uh, kind of f- fill me in. What, what's uh, What was your experience of the military like in the Navy? You know, I I – I, I enjoyed my time in the Navy. I spent four years in the Navy back from 1982 into 86. And I, uh, I went in for a couple of reasons. You know, one, it was, I was going to be able to set aside a little bit of money to use for college, but I also felt like I needed to, uh, also felt like I needed to grow up a little bit. You know, I'm not saying, you know, as I, as I tell my students at school, I said, you know, the, <clears throat> there used to be a thing where, if you got in trouble with the law, they would tell you, you could either go in, you know, you could either go to jail, you could go into the army. Well, it wasn't like that for me. It was, uh, you know, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I was immature at all, but I, I had, had developed some bad habits as far as, you know, some of the things that were going on. I knew that I'd wanted to go to college. I, I, I kind of had an idea that I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, but I, had I gone to college right out of high school, I probably would not have made it through school because I had developed some pretty bad study habits and there were a lot of, a lot of things going on, uh, that led to that. Um, I just really needed to grow up and I, and I enjoyed the time when I was in, uh, I spent, you know, I lived on two different aircraft carriers for almost two years. Um, like 20 months out of my, my four years that I was in, we were at sea, I believe right around there. And, you know, we, we, my first cruise, we, we didn't, uh, we didn't see land at one point for 121 days. We were at sea for, oh, for wow. four months straight. You know, it was, uh, it was, that was, that was kind of interesting. And, you know, my son is an officer in the Navy today. Uh, this was not a, this was not a, you know, a legacy thing where he had to do it. It was you know, something he had decided he wanted to do. And, you know, they paid for him to go to college and he has a you know, five-year commitment um, to the Navy. After that, he's been in now for, little over two years now at this point. Yeah, I'd assume it's uh, gone down, like uh, kind of diminished over the years. But 
when you were growing up, was there a bit of a kind of sense uh, pressure in American society uh, that almost uh, being military's, uh, I, I don't know if you can call it a duty so much, but uh, it's something that you can really do to help protect your country and save the great nation, as they say? Well, you know, some, some people would take it that way. I, again, you know, I, I didn't necessarily have that, that idea. You know, my uncle had been in the Navy back in the fifties. I didn't, you know, I, I knew that when I went in, but, uh, you know, only about 2% of the population actually serves in the military here. So it's not, it's not a huge, it's not a huge number, but it, you know, and, and it's, there, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of people that go in for a lot of different reasons, you know, some, because like I said, because they, they need to grow up like I did some, because maybe they needed a challenge. There are, I'm sure the, the people who are, you know, feeling very patriotic about their country. And I think that's in, in many countries, that's the same, you know, that, that they love their country and they want to defend that wherever that may be. Um, but you know, it's, uh, not a lot of people choose to do it. And that, and that's okay. And, you know, we, you know, we've had, you know, we don't have a, a military draft right now. Uh, but you know, they do have things that are in place that should that ever be required that, that they, they do have, um, stuff set up that they could conduct that, uh, here in the state. So if you, if you are right now, if you are a male and you're over 18, you have, you know, if you want to get any kind of, uh, you know, government funding for like a school grant, or if you want to get a job working in the government, then you have to be registered with what's called selective service, you know, which is, which is basically, it's the organization that if we had to have a draft where we'd say, okay, you know, you know, here's, and I don't know the specific things in terms of how the, the draft works in terms of the numbers and that sort of thing, but they would have a, like a thing where they would draw names or they would draw like a code number out. And if that code number was associated with you, you were, you'd been drafted or inducted into the military. That's how it went for you know a long time you know through you know basically through the Vietnam era, that's how things were going. We don't have that in place now, but we have the system set up in case it has to happen. And what would you uh, feel like if that did have to happen, like as both a parent and uh, a former uh, a veteran? Well, you know, it's uh, if we have to bring back the draft, uh, that means that that uh, somewhere the shit is about to hit the fan or it has already hit the fan. Uh, and, and I hope, I hope that, that, that there would be people that would have enough, you know, intrinsic patriotism, if you will, to, to want to step up and do the right thing anyway. You know, I already have, you know, one child who is serving, you know, it's, you know, I, I joke with my, my students, and I, I'm a high school teacher. I joke with them and I say, you know, that, you know, we're all about equal rights and such, but at this point in time, women don't have to register for the draft. So maybe they should, they should have to, they should have to, uh, register for it. Um, yeah. And there, you know, there are a number of women that do serve in the military as well. It's not a, it's not as significant a number. And I don't have that percentage in front of me, but probably 15, 20%, maybe a little bit more than that of the military are made, are made up of women. You know, in all yeah, sorts okay. of different roles. 
Mm. Yes. Um, I don't know what it's like in uh, the US so much, but I know here in Melbourne, which is especially like famously a very left-wing city, uh, there's a sense that uh, the United States kind of, um, not amongst all people, but among a fair amount of people that they get into kind of wars and conflicts and kind of uh, influence wars that don't really involve them originally uh, and like they, that ends up obviously in sacrifices having to be made, lives having to be lost. So what's uh, kind of your view on people that have that uh, that view themselves and, uh, yeah, that perception? This is awfully deep for 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, everybody is certainly allowed to have their views on things. And, and I, you know, it's, I'm a big advocate of, of free speech. You know, I, I, I think, you know, you know, people have, you know, uh, disagreements and such. I think the best thing to do is to be able to try to talk things out. You know, we're not always, you know, we're not always going to see, you know, we're not always going to see eye to eye on things. You know, we, we, you know, there's, there's a quote from, uh, you know, we do have, we do have military facilities in a number of places around the world. Um, now, you know, we've, we actually scaled back quite a bit over the last, you know, four and a half years. We've we've scaled back quite a bit, you know, our involvement in in military conflicts. You know, we didn't get really involved in anything new. Um, you know, we're we're leaving Afghanistan right now, uh, which you know is uh, yeah. There was an awful lot of you know blood and treasure, as they say, lost in Afghanistan, and, and what did we get out of it? Um, I'm not sure, but you know, after nine 11 happened, which was before you were born, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know, as a country, I don't think, you know, any country could have just sat idly by after that, not done anything. Uh, you know, they, yes, but it's, uh, this is a really deep question here. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I worry, you know, I, I see a lot of people in, in society today who, you know, who tend to, who tend to, em, you know, embrace things that, that sound good on paper, but in practice, you know, how are they going to work? You know, cause we're seeing, I don't know if, if I'm sure it's made the news there, but you know, some significant protests going on in Cuba right now. You know, people protesting against the, the government in Cuba, you know, a, you know, a, a communist government that's been that way for 60 years. And then you've got, uh, there are, you know, there are a lot of people in the U S who are very much a pro, you know, who have taken on kind of like a pro socialist philosophy on things. And, you know, it's, it's it, it sounds great on paper, you know. There, I think there's a uh, line from uh, Frank Zappa, um, the 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 musician who still manages to put out about two or three albums a year, even though he died about twenty years ago. Uh, <laughs> he had so much stuff recorded, where he said something to the effect: "He said, you know, he said, you know, communism is a nice idea, but it won't work because people like to own stuff. Uh, so it's." 
it's interesting when you know that's uh, when you when you see folks who are you know touting you know against you know, certain maybe political systems or economic systems when they're they're there with their their cup of Starbucks and their you know thousand dollar iPhone and that sort of thing and you know talking about the evils of capitalism and it's just it's just one of those things that kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I do agree with that. But uh, yeah, in a way, everyone's got a bit of hypocrisy, and it's just kind of interesting to see uh, how people kind of uh, acknowledge their own hypocrisy and the people who try to hide it, because everyone has it to a certain extent. But I know uh, we are we are a bit limited for time. So as much as I'd love to talk about this stuff for a bit longer, I think we probably should move on for a bit. So um, no problem. Of course you. Uh, the work in the Navy, it uh, took up a portion of your life, but probably not the majority of your life. It's definitely uh, reasonable to say. So you're a teacher, yeah? Um, I am. You, you were saving up to go to college, but making a bit of money to go to college, were you studying for a teaching degree or what was the yeah. deal with that? Yeah, I I, uh, I actually, you know, I, I started, you know, I, I, after I got out of the service, you know, and I was going to stay in the Navy and I decided – kind of at the last minute, I was ready to go to college at that point in time. I'd taken a few classes when I was in college, when I was in the Navy and my parents, you know, helped out tremendously with going to school. They covered a lot of it. You know, my, the money I put aside from the military, you know, covered a a portion of it, but not much of it. My parents certainly did. Yeah. I'm definitely, you know, indebted to them for that. Uh, I ended up finishing up with, with two bachelor's degrees when I got done two undergraduate degrees, I got my teaching degree and my degree in geography, uh, you know, so I spent a lot of time in college and a lot more than I wanted to. Um, if I, I, you know, normally to get your bachelor's degree and I'm not exactly sure how it works in Australia, but you know, you, you normally have to acquire right around 120 semester hours worth of coursework. Well, I finished up undergraduate with 212. So I, I, yeah, I, I earned two degrees because I was close to being done with everything. And my, my advisor said, you know, if you took these four courses right here and then a couple higher level, you know, a couple more higher level geography classes, you'd have a geography degree as well. And I thought, what the hell? I'm already here. Might as well. Yeah. So, you know, I just, yeah, I, I graduated from you know college a little bit later than other people. And, uh, you know, started teaching, uh, you know, right after that then. Yeah, that's cool. So you mentioned you got into the uh, the military to kind of iron out some of your bad habits. Uh, mm-hmm. By the time you'd returned to college, had those bad habits been ironed out? And a uh, bit of a double uh, double whammy of a question: What were some of those bad habits? If you don't mind going into them, you know, I this is yeah, you know, this is something I, I, that I talk about, and it's it's not uh, yeah, I. I grew up in a fa- I grew up in a family where one whole side of the family were alcoholics. Um, you know, my dad, his parents, all of my dad's friends, that sort of thing. And you know, with with uh, with that, and my dad passed away right after nine eleven. He he died over almost twenty years ago uh, at age fifty nine. So I'm really looking forward to my next birthday when I'll be fifty nine. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't smoke and I don't, I don't hardly drink at all. So maybe I've got that going for me. If I could just get rid of the cheeseburgers, I think I'd be okay. But, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of conflicts with him maybe 
and you know, I never really sat down and talked to him about this, but you know, there were times where, you know, he would come home from work or come home from the bar and he was just, you know, he drank way too much. And that was more often than not. And, you know, I just had, I just had really gotten to the point where I didn't care much about school anymore. I mean, at the end of my 10th grade year, you know, which was, you know, the second year of high school, you know, we had 450 people in my graduating class. I was ranked number seven in my class. So I was on the top 10 in my class. When I graduated, I was 75th. You know, so my, my, I dropped on that, that list of students by, you know, 68 people. So I just, you know, if a class interested me, I worked hard in it. But at that point in time, you know, I was, you know, I, I just was dealing with a lot of things there. Um, my study habits had gotten bad. Like I said, I'm not, you know, there's not a, a juvenile criminal record or anything like that that you're going to find on me. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, nothing like that took place, but, uh, I just, I just was really having a tough time dealing with, uh, with that sort of thing at home with, with, with the dad, with my dad and such, and, you know, miss him today. I mean, I wish he was still, you know, around today. Um, you know, cause he had started to, uh, to get his act together a little bit, you know, he, he provided very well for the family. But he just, you know, he had his demons with alcohol and it just, uh, it kind of carried over to home and it, and it drove me to where I was not, not as excited about doing the stuff that I needed to do to be successful. And I, and I, and I see that with, you know, that's one of the things where, you know, I, I didn't go through school as this, this perfect kid where now as a teacher, you know, I looked at, you know, every kid has to be perfect and stuff. I, I know that kids have issues, you know, that they come to school with, with baggage, with things that are going on in their lives that I have no idea about. So I've never, I've never been that kind of a teacher that yells and screams at kids or admonishes them or that sort of thing. I'll, you know, I'll, if I have an issue with a student, I'll, I'll, you know, they and I will go out and, you know, step outside the classroom for a moment and talk in the hallway about things and such. I'm not, I'm not there to embarrass them, you know, or, you know, to, to, to make them feel bad at all. Cause because they, you know, they have stuff going on that I have no concept of what's happening. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do something that's going to, to exacerbate that situation at all. Hmm. So that, that's what was, that that's was a, what was going on with me at home. Yeah. That, In that's fact, you know what, you know what, let me, let me, let me, let me mention this here real quickly. Cause I, and I told this story to my students as well. I said, yeah, before, you know, my dad was still alive for, about seven or eight years while I was teaching and, you know, he was still having, you know, issues with alcohol and, and I'm, I'm, you know, and I know he drove drunk on multiple occasions. I used to have nightmares, literal nightmares that I walked into my classroom one day and there was an empty desk in my classroom and it was his fault that he'd been involved in an accident and it hurt or killed that student. I used to have nightmares about that. And when, when he died, those nightmares stopped. I never, I've never had them since then, but it used to absolutely scare the hell out of me. Hmm. That, thanks for saying that, Matt. Uh, it's very, uh, I think the, all you, your listeners uh, will <laughs> kind of appreciate you opening up about that stuff. Uh, do you mind if I ask a couple more questions on it? Cause I think it's an interesting topic. Go ahead. We'll, we'll okay. see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, so did, did your dad uh, 
meet your kids? Because your kids, I think they're a bit older than me, aren't they? So they're they, one of them's yeah, like twenty ish. Yeah, one of they, a bit uh, older. Yeah, well, he, my my mom and dad have four grandkids. Uh, my nieces, one niece is uh, the oldest one, I believe, is twenty five now, and she just got married. And the, my daughter, my sister's youngest is a couple months younger than my son. My son is 24. My daughter is, she'll be 21 later this year. Um, but yeah, he, he met all of them. You know, in fact, my, my sister and her husband and kids lived in the same neighborhood as my parents did for a few years before he passed away. Um, you know, my, my, my daughter, my youngest, doesn't remember him at all because she was only about nine months old when he died. Um, you know, I've got one photograph of the two of them, of him holding her, and that was actually at my aunt's funeral, his sister's funeral. So that's the only photograph that I have, the two of them. So the older three, the oldest, my oldest niece has a pretty good recollection, but then my son and my other niece, uh, you know, vague recollections because they were four five when when he passed away yeah so a little bit but the oldest one does remember him pretty well yeah yeah okay so the the way you were raised do you reckon oh obviously it would have influenced the way you've lived your life onwards and uh the way you've uh like your methods in teaching and your methods in parenting but how so for all those things like how do you reckon you've adapted your style of parenting and teaching uh to kind of um, be the father that maybe your your dad like the things that he his weaknesses you've kind of filled in those gaps to be uh, the best father you can be and the best teacher you can be. Well, the the one biggie is the fact that I don't uh, I don't you know I don't drink hardly at all. If I <clears throat> if I if I buy a six pack of beer, which I I did pick up a six pack of beer just a couple of days ago. Um, that will last about six weeks. Cause I might have one of those a week, you know, after I've gone out and mowed the grass or done some work in the yard or something like that, or I might sit down and have a, you know, I might have a, a beer with dinner once in a, a while, but I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have a tolerance for alcohol. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big person. You, you know, you, we're not going to go full frame here, but cause I would fill up the damn thing. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I just I if I drink more than one, I would fall asleep anyway. You know, so and I and I think there's a uh to me there's there's is some sort of a uh a hereditary aspect of to alcoholism. Like I said, every, everybody on that side of the family were alcoholics. So I just I I try to stay away from that for that reason. Um, you know, because sometimes he would be he would be a bit of an angry drunk, you know. I am I always a happy outgoing jovial person? No, I'm, I'm strong-willed. I'm, I'm stubborn. You know, I've had, I've had clashes, you know, of, of, you know, clash of the Titans of wills, if you will, with my, with my daughter. I love her to death. She's a strong-willed young lady. She's, you know, and it's, and I'm, I'm so proud of what she's doing. She's studying to be a teacher as well. Um, you know, we've butted heads with things about things over the years, but you know, we're, our relationship is terrific now. Um, looking forward to going down to see her, uh, for a couple days here in just a few weeks. She's down at, she stayed at school this year to take some summer classes. So I'm going to go down and visit her for a few days after I, uh, stop off and watch a couple 
games of footy for the first time ever as well. But uh, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, as far as being a teacher, like I said, I try, I try to be, I tell, I tell my students, I said, you know, you're going to, one thing you're going to notice in class is that, you know, and I've been there for 27 years now, this will be my 28th year of teaching. I said, you know, I'm, I said, guys, I'm, I'm loud, but I don't yell. Okay. I'm very bombastic. I talk loudly. I'm very demonstrative because the, the things that we're talking about in class, I, I'm a, I teach government, I teach a college level, um, human geography class. And, uh, they are things that very much interest me. And they're things that I, I, I want the kids to understand, you know, and, and, and realize that there's that, that the stuff is very impactful to their lives because people are making decisions about their lives every single day. People in government, people in government in Australia, are, as you guys have certainly seen at the present, just like what happened at South Australia earlier yeah. today or yesterday, you know, people in, yeah. people in government make decisions about your lives every single day. And I have a, I have a quote in the hanging up in the front of my room and I've got like 450 different ones hanging up in my room. And, uh, it's a Pericles quote that says, you know, just because you don't take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. That's good. I you like know, that. Yeah. Cause I tell my kids, I said, my goal is one, it's not, my, it's my goal is not to get them to think the way I do. I don't, I try my best to make sure they don't have a clue where, where my views are politically. Cause that that's germane. That's not important to the issue. I tell them from day one, my goal is when you walk out of there at the end of the year, that you have found something you give a damn about. What is important to you? What's passion? What, what are you passionate about? And not because, Hey, that cute girl in the corner of the room is, is interested in it or that cute guy is interested in it. What is it that you believe? And I actually, the last assignment that they get from me at the end of the year is a, what is it you give a damn about? And they have to explain it to me. Cause what I want to know the what best it is. answers you've had for that. A lot of them have been, uh, you know, things like the environment or free speech. Um, you know, that's, a, that's one that I reckon is you you would not see that in Australia much at all because like, while people do talk about free speech, definitely oh. the environment here in Melbourne especially, but uh, free speech is just something it gets talked about, but it's not part of uh, the the constitution. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you guys have the bill. What is it? Is the Bill of Rights? Is that the yeah, thing it's, that it's, it's on? It's part of yeah. yeah it's, part, it's part of the First Amendment. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, like we we don't have that here, so uh, you would not see that answer in Australia at all. And I think, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how the culture is so alike in so many ways, but so different in so many ways. But uh, yeah, I've, honestly, um, I think talking about all this stuff, I, I hope your listeners appreciate all this because, especially with the adversity and kind of the change in the way you have been, uh, it's. Um, but yeah, it's it's been good to talk about it, and it's good to not just talk about it with like professional athletes, like I usually do. But uh, as people who have ever listened to my podcast know, we do a bit of a quiz on the show. Um, oh. So, and we're going to have that in the middle of the podcast uh, this Uh-oh. time, <laughs> due uh, to some of the time zone differences. So, uh, I'm going to hit the music. Gets the shivers going down your spine. Uh, we've got two guests 
on for this quiz. Two guests that you will be familiar with. Uh, one Who guest is connected to the audio. <laughs> the other guest is oh he's here as well. So uh, these guys are connected to the audio as we speak. They can turn their cameras on whenever they're ready. So turn your cameras on, guys. Uh, <laughs> bit of a surprise for Craig on his hundredth episode. He doesn't know about this for the listeners. Guest number one, are you there? <laughs> I'm here, mate. I'm here. Glad, glad Welcome to the show, Mister Lockie Gibbs. <laughs> Welcome to a yank on the footy, Lockie. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm absolutely stoked to be here and absolutely honoured to be here for Craig's 100th episode, mate. This is, uh, <laughs> I think, my life's peak. So as happy as I am, it's, I think it's going to be all downhill from here. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Party time. <laughs> Party time here at the Yank of the Footy. Oh, Our guest number man. two is still trying uh, to turn his camera on. Not too sure what's going on. If he wants to maybe write something in the chat. Uh, here we go. Guest two is here. He, it is Jackson. Uh, welcome yeah. to the show. Jackson, how are you, mate? What's happening? I'm well. How are you? Oh, look at that background. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, I know, Jackson, I know, do you want to describe the background for us? Yeah, I'm at Vic Park. Um, I know we're not allowed to be outside, so um, <laughs> to just make the background change. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Of the, of the pies. The lights are looking doing a good job there, Jackson. It's very bright. Oh, you know how it is. <laughs> um, so for the wow. listeners who don't know, uh, Lockie and Jackson uh, have been incredible. Uh, hosts of Where Do We Begin uh, over the time, and they've taken part in some of the most incredible quizzes known to man. So that's why we've got them on for this quiz here at the Yank on the Footy. Uh, one of the first quizzes that well. Yank on the Footy's <laughs> seen. So um, I have already hit the music, but now that everyone's here, uh, I might hit the music again. As I said before, it really gets you in the mood uh, for a good quiz. So, uh, guys, uh, usually I have five questions, but because it's uh, the 100th episode, I've got 100 questions for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was going to say uh, half. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> 100 questions will be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be keeping you up for that long. Um, uh, Craig has got a little uh, piece of paper saying pray for me. Um, but, Craig, don't worry. I haven't got too many questions that you don't, don't have any hope in. I don't. I hope I don't have any questions that you don't have any hope in. But, um, guys, uh, your name is your buzzer. Listeners to this show might not know how this works. So your name is your brother, buzzer, so buzz in with Lockie or Jackson or Craig. I've got five questions um, that all have some loose connection to the guest's uh, kind of life, the guest, of course, being Craig. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's get into question one. Guys, are we ready to go? Mate, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely excited. I've already had Craig in one quiz before and one convincingly, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully doing that again and getting the chockies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So, um, for question one, uh, Craig, am I right in saying is your birthday the 27th of June? Yes. Okay, that's good. Uh, you don't have a Wikipedia page, so doing the research for some of this was a bit more challenging than usual. Uh, but I, I'm glad I got I'm glad I got that right. So, uh, something uh, that happened on the 20, or a few things that happened on the 27th of June this year, actually the 27th of June, 2021. There were three games of AFL. Uh, the games were GWS Hawthorne, West Coast against the Bulldogs, and Carlton versus Adelaide. 
If you can name all three winners, I'll give you the point. Lockie. 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 Uh, Hawthorne beat GWS. Keep going. Uh, Bulldogs thrashed West Coast. Ooh, yeah, by 55 points. <laughs> and and uh, Carlton, Carlton beat Adelaide. Pew, pew. Carlton beat Adelaide by 10 points. Uh, that makes you absolutely correct. Very nice. Uh, he's gone 1-0 up. Lockie. Gee, uh, was, so thanks, Thank, Lockie thanks, for give, thanks for showing me the questions before the quiz as well so I could study up, Harps. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, oh, always happy to lend a mate and a co-host a hand. Uh, <laughs> give you a bit of a leg up. But we'll move to question two, uh, Craig and Jackson. Chance for you guys to get back in the game a bit. So I'll tell course, you what. I'll give Craig and Jackson a go. I'll do the next questions without opening my eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you are a good trash talker. <laughs> so, question two. Of course, Craig's initials uh, being CW, another famous CW. There aren't too many, but there's a woman uh, called Caroline Wozniacki. Uh, she's a Danish tennis player. So, I'll give one point to anyone who can name one other person born in Denmark. Lucky. Lockie? Um, Julian Assange. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I'll just double check. Uh, Craig. And I can say that he is incorrect. Julian ah. Assange. It was very close. He was Craig. born in Townsville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Craig, do you want to have a shot, mate? Yeah. Sounds like you the do. The king of Denmark. <laughs> What's the king of Denmark's name? Can you tell me? <laughs> Prince Mary's uh, husband. It's it's the king. We we fought that whole revolution shit, so we don't have to worry about kings anymore. But uh, <laughs> for the point, I'll need the name of a, the king of Denmark. I don't, I don't have, have a clue. Oh, I don't have a disappointing um, Jackson. Um, Jackson's I'm a big soccer fan. He Jackson. should get one. Surely, yeah. Jackson. Literally, I'm I'm, I'm trying to answer it, but I don't know. Um, Christian <laughs> Eriksen. Oh, uh, Jackson's got in there and I'm going to give him the point because he's got it absolutely right. Uh, awesome soccer player. Uh, plays for Inter Milan still. Jackson, is that right? Uh, Christian Eriksen. Uh, yeah. I mean, very, very true. Very true. I think he's still contracted Inter Milan. He had a pretty um, heartbreaking, tragic incident in the recent tournament uh, on the field. Uh, yeah, pretty traumatic. But uh, anyway, we'll move to question three. So Lockie and Jackson are at one all. I'd advise you guys to uh, let Craig have this one because it's his podcast and he'll kick you off uh, if <laughs> no, he doesn't I, level the scores no, here. I, I don't have hosting rights here. I can't cook anybody off. Uh, <laughs> very true. <laughs> Craig did hand over the hosting rights uh, free pod so I could record. Uh, but anyway, we move to question three. Uh, so this is just a true or false one. So once one person buzzes in, uh, that's it. So question three, it's true or false. An anagram of Sandusky, Ohio, of course, uh, Craig's uh, place of residence, an anagram of Sandusky, Ohio is Shonky Audios. Jackson. Lucky. Jackson got in first on my end. I mean, it's 50-50. I'm going to go false. It is 50-50. False uh, is correct. Lucky. Uh, lucky Jackson's already oh, answered, so I can't give you a shot, mate. Uh, it is true. <laughs> Funnily enough, despite Craig being a podcaster, uh, something that he probably won't want, an anagram of Sandusky, Ohio, is Shonky Audios. So there you go, Thank Craig. You, you put your hand up there. Can Did we, you want to say something? Can, 
Can we take a point away from Lockie for buzzing in after you had said that the, the question was done after one person answered? Mate, I just, Mate. I'm actually <laughs> questioning the integrity of this quiz half. I mean, what? So Jackson Jackson answers the question, gets it wrong. There's no there's no problem with him. He has a free hit, and if he doesn't answer it, the other people don't have a chance of getting the point. I'm well, telling you, mate. Here. I'll tell you, mate. Craig and Jackson can back me off on this. I clearly said before I asked the question, once one person answers it, it's done. So if, if you keep being a smart yeah, ass, I'll have to take five, po- five points away from you next time you have a go at the host of the quiz, and I might even have to quick you out as well. So uh, cop that. Wow. Anyway, uh, we'll move to, the, uh, to question four. So another question uh, kind of about Ohio. Um, a bit of uh, a bit of a language question, Craig. Obviously, a bit of a geography whiz. So, Ohio Gozaimas means "Good morning" in which language? Loki. Ohio Gozaimas, Loki. Uh, I'm going to say Japanese. Japanese is absolutely spot on. Very nice. Ohio Gozaimas. Uh, there you go. I wasn't Good even morning, thinking Japanese. that. I... Yeah, didn't what even have thinking, to open Craig? my eyes for that one. Well, I was <laughs> I was trying I was going through my mind the different Native American groups that that had been in Ohio at one time trying to think which one uh. that the state was named after there. I had I had no clue on that one. Craig, the it's a bit of a delay. Get a bit weird, but- Craig, is there a bit of a delay over in America in the Wi-Fi, mate? You seem to always be ten seconds behind the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think that's just because if you, if we. Uh, if we combine the age of all three of you, you're still younger than I am. So I think that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Lockie's so always, uh, always having a bit of a whinge about how 20, hard the questions half are. Of 10. <laughs> <laughs> if Lockie's always having a bit of a whinge about how hard the questions are, but if I was asking a question about Native American languages, that would be the hardest question of all time, I reckon. But uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got no idea about that. But we'll move to question five. So Lockie's on two points. Jackson's on one point. Craig, I'm afraid I'm just, uh, it's a bit I'm of a, a bit of a donut ride. for you. <laughs> but question five, everyone is, is still in with a shot. Uh, it's not about donuts, unfortunately. Although I would love that. Uh, it's a who am I question. So I'm going to go down from five points all the way down to one point, uh, as uh, goes where do we begin tradition, to all lead to who I am, of course. And once you buzz in, you can't buzz in again until everyone else uh, has got it wrong. Uh, so, of course, yeah, this who am I is someone that's kind of got a bit of a connection to your life or career or something like that, Craig. So anyway, for the five-point clue, I was born on the 7th of June, 1960. And that's all I'm going to give you for the five-point clue. Uh, Craig needs to get three points to win this quiz outright. I'll move to the four-point clue. Um, born in Melbourne, I'm now a prominent figure in the Australian media. Anyone want to have a bit of a stab? That Craig, really narrows it down. Craig. Craig. I'm going to go with Eddie Maguire. Eddie Maguire. Uh, let's get a bit of a drum roll going. Is incorrect. <laughs> I was going to say, did he message him in the chat or something, Harps? He wanted him to win on his own episode. <laughs> no, I, I think, that I think would be a good idea. Yeah. I think Eddie's actually a couple years younger than I am, but uh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, you might have shot yourself in the foot there, Craig, because you're not uh, eligible to win the quiz anymore unless these two uh, conk out of it uh, in these next couple of questions. But we'll move to the three-point clue. Um, oh, no, for three points, I've, I've done a few questions on anagrams in this one, uh, but I was a bit desperate for a clue here. So for three points, my name is an anagram of Win Cooler Nails. Win Cooler Nails. I'll give you some time if you want to have a bit of a think through it. Jackson's in a deep thinking mode, I could see, and so is Lockie. A couple of. Uh, uh, I'm just going to take a stab, Jackson. Jackson? Is it Caroline Wilson? Caroline Wilson will get a bit of a drum roll going again. That has to be it. That has to be it. Lockie, you think it's correct? Craig, do you think it's correct? You know, I'm thinking that she she might be because it's a. Somebody I quoted in the live episode earlier today as well. So, or I wrote down to quote her there. So, it sounds like it could be because. Uh, and of course, the initial CW. It's got to be. It Caroline sounds like Wilson. it could be. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, not let Jackson wait any longer because he's won the quiz. It's absolutely correct. Very, very nice. He's won the quiz. Jackson, I've got to say, Jackson didn't win many quizzes in his time as a, uh, as a quizzer at Where Do We Begin? But he's won this one on his first you know quiz what, on though? the Yank of the Footy. You, you know what? He, he... Very nice. Craig, what were you going to say? He, he, he won the quiz, he Sorry, won the quiz but, he, but he's still wearing a magpie's jump. Yeah, no, That's I true. He's, he's not winning many hearts, is he? <laughs> Mate, ja- Jackson. Not only Hello? did you get the most, you did. You not only did you get the most correct answers, but you also gave the most incorrect. So, congratulations, mate, for that jewel award. You know, you yep. just win without. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, but that, that's it for the quiz. I've still got a bit of an interview to conduct. We've put this quiz halfway through the episode. Uh, Lockie, Jackson, anything else you want to add before um, we kick you out? <laughs> Thanks so much for having us on, Craig. It was an absolute pleasure, mate. And uh, I regret my previous antics and my previous arrogance. Jackson, you are the better man, the better podcaster, and the better person. <laughs> that is a big, that's big guys. call. I don't think it's true. Um, <laughs> Craig, congrats on the ton. Um, I'm not sure if you're big into your cricket, but um, when you get 100 in cricket, you raise the bat. So I uh, hope you do one of those. So get the bat, raise it up. Um, congrats. Obviously, 100 uh, is a big number. So, again, congrats. It's a lot of guys, really guys stay here for one second because you can edit this down here. Hang on one second. <laughs> what is going on? He's gone rogue. <laughs> He's gone AWOL. <laughs> Can confirm scored in this goal like three weeks ago. Just beat oh. it Pub footy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, can confirm had a beer on that grandstand three weeks ago. Yeah, right there. <laughs> oh, yes. He's raising the bat. Yes. <laughs> He's raising the bat. <laughs> He's yes. raising it. Love it. Yes. Very nice. Yank on the footy. Nice. History right oh. here with your experience. I'll give him yes. the bit of the victory applause sound effect as well just for that very nice very nice a great achievement this is a uh this is a uh bat that i got from one of my uh sister's neighbors when my brother-in-law was in the air force and stationed in england they lived in a small town in england 
<clears throat> and this is a gentleman by the name of Cliff George who passed away a couple of years ago. He was in his nineties. He was a retired, he was, when I met him, he was a retired barrister and he played cricket in, into his seventies. Um, and that was one of his bats that he played with. I don't know how long ago. It's an old, it's an old wooden one. It's uh, it's been taped up. It's all chipped up at the end of it. But uh, I brought this home on the plane from, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to do that anymore. Um, I think I might've actually had to check it in on the luggage, but uh, brought it home. I usually keep it in my classroom at school. You know, I have a cricket ball at school as well. Um, and I, you know, cause I have a park, you know, parking lot right outside my, my classroom. And I have a door that actually goes into the parking lot. And I joke with my kids that it's actually a universal remote for people's car stereos out there. So if class is going on, they're playing their music too loud. I said, you know, I just have to touch one button on their car stereo with the, uh, with the universal remote and the, the volume will go down. Uh, <laughs> That's a very good, Craig. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that from you, mate. Um, but now that everyone's raised the bat, uh, Jackson's celebrating a win, Craig's celebrating 100 episodes, Lockie's celebrating, not sure what he's celebrating, but uh, anything <laughs> else you'd like to say, Lockie and Jackson, before you head off? <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's celebrating uh, what looks like a, a pr- pr- start of a pretty good mullet there. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I hadn't noticed that. That's that's a good point from you, you Craig. Very good podcasting. If you you are, if you are an NFL fan, if you're an NFL fan in in Australia and you follow the game, the guy that was the first pick of the draft this year, Lockie's got a little bit of a a Trevor Lawrence look about him. (laughs) Gee whiz, that is. Yeah, so geez, I'll take it. And uh, you can find my Instagram if you want to DM the Trevor Lawrence. No. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think geez, that's, that's good. Thanks for coming on, boys. That was good fun. I'm, I'm coming on more often if Craig dishes out compliments like that. Gee whiz, gee whiz. I, want to be... I, I didn't say Trevor Lawrence was a good looking guy, I just said you look like him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you know, here, here what drive You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I am, I am the, uh, and you have to look at it really closely here now. I think I'm like the second runner-up in the Sandusky, Ohio, Jason Dumstall look-alike contest right now. <laughs> so. I'm loving, I'm loving this, Craig. I can tell you're a teacher. You brought me up, and then you brought me crashing straight back oh, down yeah. when my head got a bit too big. <laughs> Very true. But, uh, um, that, well, thanks see, for coming on, I, boys. It was good fun having you as guests, and I hope Craig well, see, enjoyed this little surprise. See, I, I wouldn't have known the hair was long in the back except for the reflection in the window to his left. You know, uh-huh. so that was... <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Inception over here. <laughs> oh, man. I'm off. Congrats. Thanks, Go boys. Congrats, Craig. Thanks, Lockie. Cheers, Jackson. Cheers, Lockie. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, that's uh, Craig. Did you I enjoy did, that little treat? <laughs> yeah, I did terrible, and I and I, sh- <laughs> I should have, st- you know, uh, the the CW initial thing there. I, I should have, st- I yeah, you know, I I just listened to her on a podcast just yesterday. You know, I, I mm. yeah, because she was talking about the the Melbourne game, and she said it was the, the last time on a you know, draw where she had you know that there was one team that definitely looked like they won the game and one that looked like they lost the game with the Melbourne and, mm. and Hawthorne game. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was, yeah, she's a very, she's a smart, intelligent um, 
woman, smart, intelligent, footy mind, uh, divisive figure for sure, um, just like many media figures are these days. But uh, it's, it's very weird. We've just done the quiz. Usually that's the end of the show, but uh, we kind of put the quiz in the middle so Lockie and Jackson could get to bed. <laughs> and after the quiz, we're going uh, we're, we're gonna to segue into um, very smoothly uh, into some footy chat. Uh, so, Craig, let, let's talk a bit of footy. This is, of course, a yank what's, what's, on the footy. What's, what's footy? Well, never heard uh, of no. people can listen to your episode. People can listen to your episode one if they want to hear your journey about how you got into <laughs> footy. Um, we, we won't talk about too, that, that too much here because lots of people either already have listened to it or can just listen to it. Yeah, so yeah. go listen to the first episode of uh, A Yank on the Footy. Well worth it. Uh, I listened to it originally, and I've listened to it uh, just recently for a bit of research for this very podcast. As I said, well worth the listen, but. Anyway, you're a big Cats fan, of course, as most people know. Um, but this question doesn't really have have to have anything to do with the Cats. doesn't have to have anything to do with a team or a player. Nothing in particular. Answer it however you want it. What do you reckon has been kind of a moment for you during your four-year um, supporting life of footy and the Cats? What's been the moment where you've gone, this is why I love this game so much? You know, I uh, I don't know if it's a specific moment. Um, okay, you know, it happened. Actually, one happened earlier this year, and uh, and it was a uh, I don't remember who they were playing, but it was a Bulldogs game, and within uh, within five minutes after the game was over. Uh, Luke Beveridge was, you know, he, he, he'd addressed the team after the game, they'd shaken hands with everybody. And he was over along the, the ring of the oval taking, taking photos with, with young, young fans, teenagers, young kids, um, right along the, uh, the, the fence line there. And it just, it just kind of reinforced the, the, that relationship that, that seems to be uh, so prominent in, in footy that I think is, is lacking in, in sports here in the United States, because, you know, yes, there are instances where, you know, a player will interact with, and, and there are, there are exceptions. There are some players that are, that definitely go out of their way to interact with, with, with fans. But, uh, the, the the situation I think that in the AFL or in the NFL I should say and in Major League Baseball it's quite often it's a it's you know it's a look what I did kind of a thing it's a look you know look at me and look at look at what I did now there are some instances there you know where you know you know and I haven't I don't think I've seen it this year you know there's little clips where you'd see you know Eddie Betts kick a goal and he you know he'll be over the crowd and he'll you know he's kind of he like did a little little like, look what I did real quick and then he's shaking hands with people and high five at them that sort of thing interacting with the people in the crowd, but it, you know, that, that, that Luke Beveridge photo with, you know, that image of him doing that, it was kind of, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's not, it wasn't a me thing. It was kind of like an us thing. You know, it's like, you know, we're the, we're the bulldogs. We're in this together. You know, and I, I don't know if, if, I don't know, I've not seen, and this is not to denigrate Chris Scott at all. I've not seen an image of him doing that sort of thing. So maybe it does happen on a regular basis, but just seeing that relationship between the fans and the club 
And again, these last two years have been, you know, just such a horrific time for that because, you know, you've had to wave from a distance or there's nobody in the stands at all. Um, but when everything is, is going well, just that relationship between, between the different groups of people, the players and the fans and how much they, they seem to love each other is just, is just tremendous to see. And I, and I've talked about that in a lot of episodes that, you know, that, that that's one of the things that I, that I really like about this game and it's not even part of the game necessarily. Mm. Yeah, like some of those moments that you described, I think that's why a lot of people love the game, uh, no matter what team they support. And I'll ask you, have you heard of tall poppy syndrome, Craig? Tall poppy? Tall poppy syndrome. Have you heard of that? It's, it's not have, like an actual not. disease, nothing like that. Well, no. it's a bit of a... <laughs> It's a bit of a kind of cultural phenomenon, I guess, in Australia, in New Zealand, I think maybe as well, maybe in other places. But it kind of, um, if if you consider yourself above the rest or like the tallest of all the poppies in the field, I guess, uh, uh, like you get cut down in like that. That's kind of why a big factor as to why people here are kind of um, considered like to be humble and down to earth. Um, and like in contrast to the stereotype of American celebrities, like look at me, look at me, like you were saying, um, mm-hmm. kind of all up themselves. But yeah, I think that's the thing that so many people love about um, sport and like AFL. It's still kept a bit of a factor of catering, or although it's straying away, uh, straying from it more and more, it's kept a factor of uh, kind of access for the fans. Let's hope that kind of stays for a lo- as long as it pops- possibly can. Um, and a bit of a um, personal story on this, something that I've found really amazing in terms of this kind of access to the fans thing and humility Um if I'm not sure if anyone would here would have listened to it, I doubt. It. I know you've probably listened to it, Craig. But we had Andy McGrath, uh, the Essendon player, on mm-hmm. our podcast. Um, I'm a big Essendon fan, and he was like the number one guy I wanted to get on the show when we started. I was like a 17 year old, and the uh, Jackson was. 22 at the time so we were just a couple of nobodies thought probably last like five or ten episodes but within a year we're getting Andy McGrath like we don't have to go through any club media um like to happen to have some little connections here and there and what do you know we get a big star of the AFL like I'm not trying to hype myself up for this I'm just trying to kind of show how humble so many of these people are it's just yeah really awesome to see in so many cases yeah, it's and, and it, that what you guys have done on your show and the, you know the people you've talked to has been has been extraordinarily impressive and and you know we'll deal with that aspect here in a little while because we're going to be addressing that uh, in a different platform here in just a little bit. But yeah, I, I you know I don't uh, I I don't know if, I don't think sports here in the U S are ever going to be really be like that. You know, they, they talk about, you know, fan engagement, but there's, there's still so many players who it is all about me. It's about, you know, let me get in front of the camera, let you know, the, the, the camera rush out onto the field after a touchdown is scored or a home run is hit and follow the player around. You know, yes, they did something wonderful, but it's, it's, they're still, they're still team games. And, you know, mm. you know, that, 
that touchdown that you ran for only happened because that that offensive lineman blocked a player that opened up a, a hole for you to run through that sort of thing. And it, and yes, I just, yeah, I, I, I wish it was, I wish it was more about, uh, you know, the team first and that sort of thing in sports here. But that's one of the things that really drew me to, to this game is just that, that relationship. And, and I'm hoping that by next year that can get back to some level of normalcy uh, with with the relationship between the fans and the players, I'm hoping that can happen soon. Yeah, fingers crossed for sure. And I've got to say, one of the things I love about your show is the kind of the club of the week that uh, initiative, I suppose, that you do. And because I think the local leagues are so important, and they're almost kind of the lifeblood, the foundations of the game here, because. Um, Without them, it'd just be kind of completely dominated by the AFL. And you, um, of course, the AFL's got some level of access, but the VFL and whatever other local leagues have got so much more. And people, if you like, aren't supporting a local team, like I highly, highly encourage you to do so because I've um, kind of started in the last few years going to a fair amount of Coburg games, which is my local team, the Coburg Lions uh, in the VFL. And it's so, so great to go to local footy. Coburg's a bit of a crap team. I uh, don't win many games, but it's like, as you said, the fan access, it's a level above in the VFL as you'd expect. And it's like kind of the game at its core. It's the, the heart of it. It's got kind of uh, no kind of little um, kind of fa- like – you don't have the music pumping at the games. You don't have the fancy stadium experience, but it's really that good local footy feel. So I'd encourage people to get out to a local footy game whenever you can because it's really great. But we'll prob- probably move on from that. I've rambled on for a bit long, so I'll ask, I'll ask another question because you are the guest <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, so uh, it's a similar question to the last one, but your favourite moment on the field as a footy supporter in your time as a footy supporter? Oh man. Yeah, I I don't know if I have a favorite that I could can recall one. It's uh you know, recently I guess the mo- you know most recently would have to be the uh the the well actually a couple I can think of you know, the the uh the Gary Rowan kick after the siren a few weeks ago. Uh, to win a game and then won, uh, I think it was against Carlton a couple of years ago where um, Zach Tui kicked a barrel from about 60 or 65 meters out after the whole, after the siren sounded to win the game as well. Um, you know, both of those were, you know, hit the kick and win the game or missed the kick. And, and well, I think in the case of Tui's kick, it was lose the game if you missed it. But in the case of uh, Rowan's, I think it would have been a tie. It would have been a draw had he kicked a behind rather than a goal. So I guess the, you know, those after the those couple of after the siren kicks are the ones that I guess probably stand out to me the most. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Now, kind of on the flip side of that, I know. Uh, the grand final. It's a it's a bad moment for any cat supporters. The grand final of last year, but. Uh, I want to kind of get into your emotions around that game because obviously you're having a different experience of the grand final 
compared to like 99% of the Cats fans uh, around the world. So uh, would heartbroken be a fair word to describe it after the grand final or is it a bit of a different one because like <laughs> you haven't grown up watching this game, you like had never been to a game? Well, yeah, that's – I think I – I don't know if heartbroken would be the right word, but you know, cause maybe I don't have that investment in it that somebody who's been a fan for, you know, 20, 30, 50 years, that type of thing, you know, sad. Um, you know, it, it was pretty evident that that game was, was lost well before the final horn because, you know, dusty came out in the second half and just took over the game. Um, and you know, they just, uh, and in fact, it took me, um, it took me uh, a, a couple weeks, actually a couple months. The uh, the Amazon, the, the series that was on Prime, the Making Their Mark series. I watched the first six episodes within the, like the first week that it was out, and then it was a couple months later because before I watched the final episode because I knew how it was going to end. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't quite want to watch it there, but it's it's uh, yeah, I was a little sad. But you know, again, you know, being a a Cleveland sports fan. And again, I, I'm, I haven't watched any baseball in a couple of years now because footy has be, it's taken so much of my time, but you know, the, you know, the Cleveland Browns, the, the, the NFL team here hasn't won a championship since I was a year old. Uh, the Cleveland Indians haven't won the world series or the Cleveland baseball team. They're changing their name to something here soon. Um, they haven't won a world series since my mom was six and she'll be 79 in a few months. So they're, you know, they're, wow. you know, which, which is the, which is the, uh, the lovable loser club. Isn't it St. Killer? That's won one premiership. Yeah. And the, the yeah, Bulldogs they're, they're, until uh, what, five years ago as well. Yeah. 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 So they're, they're a lot like that. Then the, you know, the Cavaliers won a championship in, in 2016, but you know, I'm, you know, and I, I, I cried a little bit after that. Cause it was like, you know, the, you know, that the Cleveland finally won something. You know, my, my daughter couldn't quite understand why I was crying. I said, it's, it's okay. You, you won't get it. But, you know, again, I, if I had my, if I had my druthers, if, you know, said, if, if I could have one of the three clubs win a championship, it would be, you know, Cleveland Browns, you know, seven days a week and twice on Sunday, I'd want them to win the championship as, as opposed to the other two. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's, <laughs> yeah. Being a Cleveland sports fan, it's, oh, I'm not I'm much of an American sports guy myself, but oh, unimaginable, the kind of pain you've been through <laughs> shocking like I, I think I've been might, through a bit of pain might have, as an Essen, 18 year old Essen fan but oh. it might have that in the back of my mind that might have had something to do with why I, I made the decision to go with a club that has had some success in their history that might have had something you know because you know, was there an out like a part of you uh kind of uh, kind of not knocking on the door of your mind saying maybe you should go for a team that you can kind of follow them as they rise up towards um, a premiership. I know one of the teams, like your final three, was Brisbane and they were kind of in that situation. So right, right. was that a big reason? Because was that a big reason Brisbane were in your shortlist because they were, you could follow their path as they rose up? Well, I think you know, truthfully, uh, you know, it was part of it was, you know, that I, I had kind of made the decision that I was, you know, when I got down, the magpies were still, um, you know, one of the clubs I was considering because of the, you know, that was my daughter's nickname growing up. Um, that was kind of why they made the list. 
but then I'd kind of decided that I was going to, you know, I was going to support a club that was not necessarily in the major metropolitan area where there were the nine clubs. So I was kind of looking on the periphery and it, and, you know, Brisbane and, and the cats ended up being kind of the two that were, that were out there uh, left. And then, you know, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the player in the kayak cockatoo was the one that kind of made me think, yeah, I'll go ahead and support this club. And now he's with Brisbane. Well, he's with exactly. the AFL side. Funnily enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, bit, a bit of a strange coincidence there. Uh, mm-hmm. Question question from a bit of a personal perspective for any Essendon fans listening. Why not Essendon? Why weren't they on your shortlist? Any particular reason? <clears throat> no, not really. I mean, there wasn't, you know, <laughs> okay. a rich, you know, there Richmond was not going to be there because the the black and gold or black and yellow, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I couldn't do that. You know, I, 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 and this gets back to, you know, and yeah, I know, I know you're, you're kind of giving me a hard time here about this is your back backhanded way of saying you picked my team 17th this year, didn't you? This is, I know that's <laughs> what you're doing here. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that to be honest, but still that was a shocking call. Shocking yeah, call, I know. Craig. I know. Finals hey. bound. The season's not over yet. They can. <laughs> Who knows? But Premiership you know, this I, year. Premiership yeah. 2021. Lock it in. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. The only one that I that I basically said I can't support was Richmond because of just simply because of the the the, the team colors, and that's nothing to do with the club itself. I just you know, it's you know the Pittsburgh Steeler thing. You know that I I, I couldn't do it, and it just and it's not it's not that you know. And I don't dislike you know, Richmond or you know at all, but it, you know I do this week because they're playing the Cats. But after this week, I, I'm fine with them. I would have thought if there was any team that you weren't going to go for because the colours would be Hawthorne, uh, kind of infamously bad colour combination there. Um, <clears throat> you know some of their some of their jumpers that they've worn though that don't have the the uh, the stripes on them aren't all that bad. You know the ones that have kind of like the the V shaped them similar to what Sydney wears. That's almost a halfway decent combination. Uh, looking like that, the stripes, you, you, are, the stripes are a bit yeah. much. They they can't be having the they can't be getting rid of the famous poos and wees stripes though, as they say, um, because yeah, like that it's, it's never going to change. It's just the tradition. Yeah. Um, right. But right. anyway, um, I, I, you know what? I usually ask this question at the end of the show. I know I've asked it to you before on my own show, uh, on our own show, but I'll ask it to you on this anyway because I think it's an interesting one. It suits the kind of uh, the first half, especially of the chat that we've had. So off footy it's probably going to be the last question Craig have you got a, a bit of a life philosophy or some quotes or like a mantra that you live by anything like that be decent to one another you know just I, and I think that you know goes along that goes a long way to resolving a lot of issues you know we have we have differences in terms of the footy club we support people have political differences they have societal differences they have different choices and different tastes in music and that sort of thing doesn't mean that the other person's wrong or that you're right. This kind of gets back to the whole free speech thing that we're, you know, we're allowed to have differing views. You know, I, uh, you know, one of the, and you know, this will kind of make sense here, you know, that, you know, politically, you know, I tend to be rather conservative politically. Uh, but I'm in many ways, I'm, I'm kind of libertarian, which is, you know, kind of like, you know, as long as you're not hurting somebody else, do whatever the hell you want to do. Okay. And, you know, and we have this, we have this big argument in this country here. You know, we talked about the first amendment and free speech. There's a big argument here about banning what is considered to be quote unquote hate speech. 
but who defines what hate speech is? Just because it's something you don't like doesn't mean it's necessarily hate speech. And I, and I wrapped up the year <clears throat> this year with a, uh, a film on the, the issue of free speech. And one of the things that, that happens a lot you know, here in the U S when people are protesting is that they'll, they'll, people will burn, burn the flag in protest. And I, you know, I asked the kids, I said, you know, we did a little, uh, you know, little survey in class. I said, well, you know, how many of you would, you know, support having a constitutional amendment to ban flag burning because politicians will do that all the time. They'll say, well, we're going to have an amendment. We're going to introduce an amendment to ban flag burning. First of all, it's harder than hell to pass an amendment. We've been around for almost 245 years. We've had 27 of them that have been, that have passed. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do. And a lot of the kids, you know, they'll, they'll put their hands up. Yeah. We think flag burning is wrong. And I said, well, how many of you oppose flag, you know, how many of you oppose an amendment to the flag burning? And I put my hand up and they're looking at me like, wait a minute, we thought you didn't like it. I said, no, I, I don't like it. But here's the thing. If somebody comes along and says, you're no longer allowed to express your views or your disdain for something in the way that you choose to do so, and they've, they've outlawed that, and you're now, you know, and you're, let's say you're somebody who doesn't like flag burning and they ban that and you're happy, guess what? The next time you're protesting about something, the next time you're upset about something, they may decide to ban that. So you're no longer allowed to express your views in the way that you want to. So it's, it's you know, to me, there's, you know, the whole idea of having more free speech as much as possible. There's stuff that we're not going to like. You know, there, there are things that, you know, that I choose not to listen to or to watch or whatever. And, you know, and we all have that freedom of choice to do that sort of thing. And it's, you know, so I, I kind of surprised some of them with that. Yeah. But I did, I did, jo- I did joke with them. I said that if you're, if you're going to, Growing a flag, I said, I think you should go do it in front of one of the uh, what's called the, like the American Legion or the the Veterans of Foreign Wars. It's like, it's like a social group for people who are military veterans. Says, if you're going to burn the flag, you know, go big, go do it out in front of the the American Legion, which is like a veterans place. I said, but you know, make sure you bring along a little bat plastic bag so when you scoop up the little rocks that are on the ground there and your teeth, and you know, you can take it to the dentist and it can sort out your teeth and your. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I think that uh, that's a um, very very interesting note to end on. You made some very interesting points there, but uh, it's oh, it's about midnight here. It's twelve oh three a.m. So before kind of wrap it up it's very weird to wrap it up being a host of a yank on the footy i've got to say craig i've just got to congratulate you on notching up the big 100 the big ton as they say raising the bat as jackson and Lockie said it's a huge effort um every single one of the episodes has uh been great i'm sure like all your listeners that have listened to you uh really appreciate you um and uh, like i encourage if you do appreciate craig's work um i know how much he would appreciate like leaving a review or sharing the podcast. Like (laughs) Craig gives a thumbs up there. Um, Just telling a friend about it, like leaving a review wherever you can. It's so important. It just takes like a couple clicks, but it would mean the world. And again, Craig, uh, you know what? I'll bring the sound effect back out here. I'll give you another congratulations. Now, uh, playing the sound effects, it makes it sound like a bit of a piss take, but I can assure you it's no piss take. The hard work that you put in. Um, yeah, thanks so much for all the quality podcasts you've produced, and here's to another 100, mate. Congratulations. Hey, I appreciate it, man. This was a lot of fun. I, uh, this was, you put a lot of effort into this, and I, 
And I, I truly thank you for that. This was, uh, I did lousy on the, uh, um, the <laughs> quiz and I, I'll have to send, I'll have to send Carol, uh, an apology note there. You know, I, I know she, she does, she, she's a couple of years older than I am. So it's, uh, and Eddie, I knew is younger than I am. So I, and I couldn't think of any of the other media people there. I, I thought, well, <clears throat> funny thing is Paul Ruse and I were born on the same day. Really? Wow. So you did. There you go. So you should have asked that question. Had you asked what former premier, premiership coach, if I'm not mistaken, right? He won a premiership. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He won a premiership with, with Sydney, in 2005 right? with Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Had you asked that and question, I would have had that one right. Had you said you know what, what? what premiership coach was born on the same day, not the same, <laughs> not, the, not just the same day in a different year, the actual same day. The actual yeah, I, same day. Yeah. He and I, yes. Um, the same, same day um, in the same year. Yep. You know yes. what? To be honest, I, I did do this quiz in a bit of a rush. I found out there's a player no, for okay. Gold Coast born uh, on the – not the same year, obviously, but uh, he's got the same birthday as you, the 27th of June. Uh, he hasn't played a game yet called Malcolm Roses Jr. So oh, look I out for Malcolm Roses Jr. He, he hasn't played a game and he played for yeah. Gold Coast. So um, if uh, uh, he's probably the best – like a Good player, the great guy, but uh, he's not exactly in the spotlight. Uh, not getting a game and being on the Gold Coast, so um, ho- hopefully he gets the game. Fingers crossed. Feel fr- feel free to use that question on an upcoming footy quiz, because and and do me a favor then, yeah. Then Lockie will hear this now, and well, he'll hear this episode. So it's it's the cat uh, the the cat is out, or the the horse has left the barn, whatever. I was gonna say, you know, send the answer along to whoever you're bringing on the interview. So they have the correct answer and Lockie's left hanging there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that, that would be a good idea. But anyway, I think <laughs> it's, it's now on to 1206 AM. Uh, Craig, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to say? You're, you are the true host of this show. So before no, sir, I, uh, we I, leave, is there no, anything else you'd like to say? I, I, I just want to say to, to those of you who have, you know, who have been listening since the outset, uh, those of you who have engaged with me on social media and have, you know, have not said, Hey, knucklehead, what the hell are you thinking doing this? I, I, I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, uh, checking in and, and, and listening to the episode and giving me feedback and just, you know, being friendly with me online. I mean, I, 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 I can honestly say I talk to more people that live in Australia than I do that, than I do people in the United States anymore. Okay. I, I honestly, I think I know more people in Australia than I know that live on my own street. You know, I can I, I know that I know the dogs that live in different houses along my street more than I know the people. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I'm having a hell of a lot of fun doing this. Uh, you know, I sent out a survey to, to folks uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've had about 15 responses. If, you know, if you're somebody who listens a long time, I'd love for you to, you know, give me some feedback on that. And I'm hoping to do like a, a zoom call with as many of you as at one time to kind of say, Hey, what could I do better? What could I do different? Um, I don't know if I'll publish that as an episode, but just more of a, just a, a little discussion board thing, uh, for me to, to talk to people with, but I'm grateful for, for your, your generosity of your time. Uh, for those of you who have, have helped out the podcast as well. I can't thank you enough, and I'm just I'm, I'm humbled by your kind words. Um, 
I'll just add something to that. I'm sure you'd share this sentiment. As a fellow podcaster, I know it's quite a strange feeling making podcasts and not knowing, like seeing you're getting a certain amount of listens, but not knowing who exactly is listening to it. So if you do listen to the show and you're like, haven't interacted with Craig online before, send him a message. Say, I listen to the show. I enjoy the show. Because honestly, for me, when I get that kind of message, not that I have too much because uh, we get about three listens per episode. Um, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, it, it just feels so good. And it like to say, hey, Craig, listen to your show. Good stuff, mate. That's all there is to it. Just kind act like that. As you said, Craig, be decent to each other. Really means the world. I'll leave it at that. Craig, do you want to say anything else <laughs> again? Harper, thanks so much, man. I, I appreciate it. You are, you are, uh, you are, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where you are in five or six years in terms of your career. Because I, I think that it's you know, watching what you have done and the fact that, that you know that you are out there hustling the way that you are putting together this portfolio is gonna pay off for you in the long run. And I'm I'm really looking forward to to being able to say when I when I'm reading you somewhere or I'm watching you somewhere, I'm listening to you somewhere where it's, it's actually a career. I can say, yeah, I knew that kid when. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can assure you that you will be getting all the shout outs that you ever want when, <laughs> if and when uh, I'm writing for any kind of big publication or doing any kind of big podcast, which uh, I certainly don't want to jinx it, but hopefully well, that's maybe something that happens in the future. Let's get your Come on, man. <laughs> Thanks for those kind words, mate. I really appreciate them. Um, a bit of a weird note to end on, but I think I'll stop recording. No, that's okay. There. Thanks, that's Craig. Okay. Hey, I'm going to give you a high five here. There we go. There we go. <laughs> a huge thanks to Harper Pestinger for coming on and running this episode of the podcast. As you heard, I did not fare very well in the contest, and I'm kicking myself for not getting the Caroline Wilson question right. That was set up on a tee for me, and I swung at it and missed, kind of like my golf game used to be. Now, again, don't forget, folks, you can find everything related to the podcast at my new website, yankonthefooty.com. I hope that you'll consider checking it out. You can leave a voicemail there. You can leave me a message. You can get on the mailing list. You can leave a review for the podcast there as well. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and dive back into that as well. Uh, folks, I, I do want to uh, mention that uh, I sent out about a month ago a uh, listener survey. And if you're somebody who listens to the show on a regular basis, or you even listen occasionally, I'd love to get some feedback from you to get some idea on what I should possibly think about doing as we go into the next 100 episodes. Uh, I've put a link to the survey in the show notes. If you want to check that out, that'd be a huge help. And again, if you want to help out the show, uh, the Buy Me Coffee page is there, as well as my Redbubble page. Now that you've listened, I hope that you can take a minute or two and head over to the Apple Podcast uh, site for the the show and leave a uh, quick review. It really helps out the show, lets uh, more people discover it that haven't discovered it already. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that you can reach me at yankonthefooty at gmail.com, also on Twitter at yank underscore on, or on Facebook and Instagram at yankonthefooty. And as I'd mentioned before, you can always leave me messages on my website, yankonthefooty.com. I do respond to those fairly frequently. Uh, if you get onto my email list, you'll get new episodes sent out to you as soon as those episodes are released. Folks, I'm 
going a little off script here, and I, I just want to, again, thank all of you who have come along on this ride with me thus far. It's, it's a lot of work, you know, getting a podcast organized, getting one published. It's a, uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun also. Don't get me wrong. This is not a tedious thing right here. I absolutely love what I'm doing. I have truthfully enjoyed every encounter or engagement that I've had with footy fans throughout the podcast. It has been an absolute blast. And I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes and seeing where those go. You know, we've got the uh, finals coming up here in just about a month. We've got the AFLW coming up in, I believe, December they're starting this year. Hopefully COVID will uh, get uh, a little bit more under control and allow that to happen. Because, you know, a lot of different circumstances related to the AFLW than the AFL. And let's hope that they're able to get things uh, situated for them. I want to thank you for listening. And ladies and gentlemen, we love our clubs. We love this game. Take care of each other. Look out for each other. Get on the phone. Check in on people. If you need help, check out the links that I've got in the show notes. They're there every episode. Please reach out and talk to somebody. Okay? And I thank you so very much for listening. I do ask that you share the podcast with your friends and family. Put out a link on your social media. Tell them about it. Tell them about this crazy American who's doing this podcast. Let them find out for themselves. Uh, and as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. And I will catch you later. Thanks so very much. This has been episode 100 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com or on Twitter at yank underscore on. Don't hesitate to send me a DM. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at ayankonthefooty and also on my website ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope that you'll share the podcast. And here's to looking to the next 100 episodes. Until next time, ladies and gents, goodbye. <laughs>